0: Hey, everyone. You're listening to Superwomen. I am so excited to interview Tia Maori. We met on a bus in Napa. It wasn't just a random bus. It was a bus filled with incredible powerhouse founders. And right away, I heard her laugh and I was like, yep, I want to be this girl's friend. I did. I heard that laugh that you just did right now. And I was like, that's my friend, founder. <laughs> Oh. If you live under a rock, then you've never heard of her, but she has an incredible career. She came to fame by being on this fun show that I grew up watching, Sister, Sister, with her twin sister. She has cookbooks. She has an incredible supplement line. I'm sure there's more. But we'll we'll start there. That's just the tip.
1: Welcome. <laughs> Rebecca, thank you. Thank you so much for um, having me. I truly enjoy our conversations. And it is true. We met on a bus and I bonded with you right away when you started talking about breastfeeding. And, you know, because we're all in this bus and we're on our way. To Napa, and there's a whole bunch of, like you said, just kick ass women who are just doing the damn thing on this bus. And we didn't really know each other. So I'm just, you know, sitting, looking out the window. And then I heard you talking about breastfeeding. And it resonated with me because I have a two year old and I not necessarily just finished breastfeeding, but I had just gone through that process. And so it was, I was like, oh my gosh, somebody's talking about breastfeeding. And so that was when I was like, I want to be her friend. <laughs> I just think you're amazing. So, thank you for having me. I know I'm excited to dive in and
0: speaking of breastfeeding and this is going to be an overshare moment. I weaned my 3-year-old back in September when he was Yes. And in the last 3 weeks, he like has to suck on my un <laughs> <laughs> Unlactating breasts. He's trying to relactate me, and I don't know what to do. oh I'm like, buddy, we're past the point. And he, like, I, I, I swear to God, he's trying to induce lactation. Man, I wish,
1: I wish, I wish. I, I wanted to continue with Cairo, but she said no. And it's funny that you say that. I mean, I don't know how Roe we can get here, but I still squeeze my boobs, and a little bit of milk comes out, and I'm like, look, Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> milk, milk. <laughs> she wants nothing to do with it you know what I mean so I would love to be in your shoes right now I want my daughter to you know still want to breastfeed but she was like I'm done mom after I would say 13 months she was like I'm over it and I cried but it's all good (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget
0: my my firstborn when he weaned himself I followed him around the room with like my breast out like just trying (laughs) to get it in his face he's like yep Get out of
1: my face, you creep. (laughs) Like, get away from me, woman.
0: Yeah, that was me (laughs) with (laughs) Kyra. Let's go back a couple years. Sure. You had an incredibly successful and still successful film career. But I'd love to know that moment that you said to yourself, all right, I want more. I'm branching out. Mm.
1: Here's what else I do. Yeah, that's a really, really good question. I would have to say it happened after having my son creep. It happened after becoming a mother. And that was when I realized that there are many different facets to being a woman and who we are as women that were not one dimensional. So for years, you know, I started on sister, sister at the age of 14, and I went all the way until I was 21. And then I went to college, lived a little, traveled a little. And then I ended up meeting the love of my life. We get married and then we have Cree. And it was like a whole new world was presented to me. And so, you know, that's when I said, you know what? There's more to who I am and life is short. Let's tackle it. Let's go after it. And, you know, I I have an incredible team, meaning like managers and agents. And then I would just kind of rift and just talk with them and say, you know, I love to cook. I want a cooking show. <laughs> and they would look at me like, um, you do know you're an actress. And I'm like, Yeah, I know I'm an actress, but why not? And so that's kind of like how it just started to evolve. Understanding and knowing who I am as a person, learning and growing, wanting to express, wanting to build a community. Building a community has always been important to me after becoming a mother because I knew that I could not do this alone. It takes a village. It really does. And here I was so vulnerable with this baby. And yes, you have your family and all of that, but we need a community. Um, And so then that's when I said, I want a YouTube channel. I want to create this community for people out there that want to know more about motherhood, that want to know more about cooking, that want to know more about me and how I can inspire and encourage. So then, you know, things just started to unravel beautifully. I don't know if unravel is the right word, because when you think of unravel, it's not necessarily a great word, but things just started to just evolve and to expand. In regards to entrepreneurship, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I can remember understanding what that word was for the first time in uh, high school. And I was like, oh, that's what that means? wow, you can be like your own boss. You can, you know, <laughs> you can run the show. I, I have a lot to say. And so I just waited on that time to execute. Um, and I allowed myself. I gave myself time to learn about who I was, what I love to do, what I was passionate about. And then right when that time, you know, became available, I just went for it.
0: Being that you wanted to start the cooking show, you wanted to start YouTube, you eventually wrote cookbooks. Did you have sort of a, a master sort of guide and like, we're going to do this first and then this? Or were you like, we're going to do it all and we're going to see what sticks and then
1: optimize from there? That's a really, really good question. There was definitely a plan. And what I mean by that is, you know, one thing that I've learned about being a quote unquote businesswoman is patience and taking your time and having you know some sort of thought out plan because when i was speaking to my team i was like i want to do this i want to do that oh my gosh this this sounds like a great idea let's do this and they're like yo 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 tia like you know slow your roll you you have to have all of your ducks have you ever heard of that that saying like having all of your ducks lined in a row yeah that is is what was constantly told to me and at times i was like you know, impatient, but I've learned that there is a time and a place for everything. So with that said, it's about growing. It's about starting from one place and moving forward and having a realistic, healthy expectation. So in regards to cooking, right, I've always wanted to have my own pots and pans, which I'm so excited about. I've actually uh, partnered up with Gibson and we are creating this collection as we speak and I can't wait to share where it'll be available, but that's kind of like where my ideas were. You know, like, oh, I want pots and pans. I I, I want to do this. And they're like, you got to you got to, you know, you got to start off slow. So let's, you know, let's do this YouTube channel. Let's do this cooking channel show and then let's come out with these cookbooks and then eventually we will get into retail. So that's kind of like how it evolved. And, and you know, you have to learn how to be a master in your space and a master where you want to go. And that takes time. So I had to learn how to be patient with myself. I had to learn how to continue to grow. And there will be a time for you to, you know, to execute properly.
0: I would love to talk about like now if someone was an actress and they wanted to extend their brand, it's sort of like a no-brainer. But I even remember maybe five years ago, I I was going to partner with an actress mm-hmm. on a reality show that was going to be not like bad reality, not like bitches. Yeah. Cutting <laughs> yeah. And her agent said, you can't do that. That's that'll degrade you as an actress. And it ended up hmm. fizzling and then cut to two years later, she's on a reality show. And I wonder mm-hmm. like, You know, people might be like, oh, it must have been easy for Tia. She was an actress, but did it at the time because you started it so long ago before Mm -hmm. it was normal. What did you run into? Like, hey, take me seriously. I actually know what
1: I'm doing. That's a really good question. To answer that question, I think it's about positioning yourself properly. And when I started out on, you know, Food Network and on the Cooking Channel and People actually got to see me do what I love to do, then that brought credibility. Yeah. Of course, it was hard to get people to, meaning Food Network and the Cooking Channel, to, you know, see my skills. And I will tell you what they did was they brought a producer over and they saw how I cooked and they wanted to see, like, yo, is this girl the real deal? So, of course, there was some investment in their time. But again, I I had to be prepared. I had to really show them that I was capable and that I can execute. But again, I I think it, it starts with knowing how to position yourself. And so I was positioned nicely by being on such a reputable network that talks and breathes all food. And then once I was able to build an audience with that, then, you know, the sky was, was the limit. Also don't be afraid to take risks. I appreciate the network taking that risk in me because yes, if if we're going to keep it real, it is a risk. I am an actress. What does she know about cooking? I'm not a trained chef, but I've been cooking all my life. But I think the lesson or the takeaway here is don't be afraid to take risks I was an actress or am an actress. And then I ended up doing reality as well. I had a reality show called Tian and Tamara. And, you know, it was said to me, you know, if you do this reality show, people are not going to take you seriously as an actress. Well, I was like, that's not how I feel or that's not what I believe. So I took that risk and I, you know, followed my passion. I feel like if you follow your passion, take Time with yourself, have patience with yourself, and take risks, you'll end up landing where you're supposed to be.
0: I love that. And I think that taking risks is key because that alone, people not taking that risk because they're scared of failure or what could happen or how it'll look, like, then you just never know. Like, we fail all the fucking time.
1: All the time. <laughs> I'm not sitting giving you the latest
0: failure of the day, but man, would that yes. be good?
1: Yeah. You know, and I cannot tell you how many no's I've experienced. If if I were to tell you how many no's I've experienced, the question to ask is what made you not quit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Again, what made me not quit is you know, it's really important for you to believe in yourself. It's really important for you to invest in yourself. It's really important for you to focus on whatever you're passionate about and continue to be in love with the process. And what I mean by that is if you love what you do, like you said, we're we're talking about failures right now. If you love what you do, you will love all aspects of it. It's just like in a marriage <laughs> or, you know, with your significant other. If you really, really love that person and if you are really passionate about this person, you know, the things that they do that gets on your nerves or the things that they do that are challenging, you'll end up working through those challenges. And that's the same thing with business. It's the same thing with a career everything has its ups and downs. It's like with stocks, you know what I mean? One minute it's doing great. The next minute it's not doing so great. The next minute it's doing okay. And then the next minute it's like, whoa, this is amazing. But when you're in it to win it, then eventually you'll get get over there on the other side. But what keeps you there? What keeps you there? And that is passion. That is really focusing on things and honing in on things that you really love to do. How do you keep your passion? Ooh, how do I keep my passion? It's so funny that you asked this because I was um, talking to someone yesterday about this. you keep your passion by continuing to reinvent yourself mm, in that, that same you know category, right? Because it's very instinctual to be bored of doing the same thing right It's just like I remember we learned this in economics. I think it's called the marginal utility effect or something of that, that nature, I could be saying it wrong. But it stuck with me in college, when I was in my 20s, when they said, when you bite that first pizza, pizza, it's Oh, my gosh, pizza is amazing. But by the time you get down to the fifth or the sixth bite, it's not as exciting as the first. That doesn't mean that you don't like pizza. (laughs) It's just not as exciting as that first bite. So how I stay passionate is constantly evolving myself within that same category. So perfect example, I started out on the Food Network cooking channel, right? When that was done, then I moved over to doing YouTube. But I'm still in the same space, but I'm doing it in a different way. So instead of being controlled by my content that's being put on a network, I get to choose and control my content I get to learn more about my audience. I get to learn more about what they like, what they don't like. And then, okay, well then that's great. But then now let's talk about how food can be related with medicine and health. Well, let me come out with a book called Whole New You talking about you know endometriosis. So it's basically reinventing yourself within your passion. And that's what keeps me passionate.
0: I love that. I think that it's so important to talk about it that way because people... Mm -hmm can lose their passion if you have enough failures. You know, I've lost my passion before. Mm -hmm. And then I Mm -hmm. had to find another reason to get it back. And sometimes the reason doesn't have to be the one that stays, but it can get you back up again. You know, like my kids are not in private school anymore, but at one point they were. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I got to stay passionate if I want to pay for private school. (laughs) Yeah, but That gave that gave me the lift that I needed to like, get focused, get action, you know, get, yep, stay in the game. And then, and then it reignites you. So
1: whatever it is. That's a good point. Because always going back to why you started doing what you're doing is a great way to reignite that passion and that fire. Because many of times we get lost in this logistics, we get lost in the statistics, we get lost in the finances. And it's really important to, to hone in and to still focus on your purpose and focus on why you decided to start this endeavor. Also, you, you're actually reminding me is, you know, inspiration. I go back to everything that I do is to inspire and to uplift and to encourage. And when you meditate on that purpose or that why then it could really help re-jump or restart um, if you kind of get locked with whatever you're trying to do.
0: Yeah. And I think that extends to not just your career, but like your husband. I, I yeah. was happy to see, I read that you and your husband schedule <laughs> time together.
1: <laughs> yes, little, we did.
0: <laughs> a little nookie. And I'm like, thank you. That is the only way this shit happens. Okay. my yes. husband
1: romantic. but I go in and I'm like, all right, babe, it's time. Let's do this. (laughs) You know, it was so funny because I was, I I think that was in um, an interview. It was a podcast that I was talking about and I was just, you know, it was, it was such a great conversation and I wasn't even thinking, you know what I mean? I was just, just running my mouth and I was like, oh my God, did I just say that? (laughs) Because it's also very vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like you don't know if people are going to judge you because of what you just said but it's true. Like Corey and I, you know, we've been together for 21 years. And I think the key to any relationship is honesty and communicating and being real and upfront. And the reality is, you know, when things get busy, when you're parents and you're a working, you know, parent, you have to make sure that you keep your relationship a priority. And sometimes, you know, things can get over your head, you know, so but we know that our relationship is a priority and we have to keep, you know, the fire going.
0: <laughs> That's right. Keep that little that little tiny ember alive sometimes.
1: <laughs> and you know what? What's so cool is when he will schedule it and then I'll be like, OK, well, let me like, OK, how about this day? So we like rotate in regards to responsibility, like who schedule it? So it's not always oh, me do. scheduling it and it's not always him scheduling it. Team effort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing cuz people aren't going to be like, "Oh, that's so sad they have to schedule sex into their lives. I, I, no, no, but this is where I'm saying no is actually exciting. And the reason why it's exciting is because you care. It's because you're communicating. You know what I mean? If you if you yeah. weren't then that's what I'm saying, that's what I mean by honesty. If you are being honest in your relationship, this stuff happens when, when kids get involved, when work is involved, when a pandemic is involved, when, you know, emotions are flying. Like, when you are scheduling it, that means you're putting your marriage as a priority. And it's showing that you actually care.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Rebecca. I want to take a quick break to chat with you about my book, which comes out June 15th, entitled Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success. I wrote this book for you, my listeners who might be considering different paths, trying to find ways to innovate in general, seeking a road that maybe hasn't been traveled. So over the last 15 years, I've learned so much. I have failed so much. The one thing that I've consistently done is when I was scared, I did it anyway. So I want to encourage you to buy the book. Please pre-order it. It actually truly helps an author when you pre-order, especially right now with so many stores not ordering inventory and uh, needing pre-orders to ensure the sales. So you can go to Amazon, look for Fearless, Rebecca Minkoff. You can go to Books A Million, which has an incredible list of independent bookstores. Buy the book. And the good news is, is if you buy the book and email me, fearless at Rebecca Minkoff.com with your receipt, you get the cost of the book as a credit applied to whatever you buy on my site. So it's a win-win. Buy the book. It's called Fearless unlocking the new rules for creativity, courage, and success. All right. You, you spoke about food as medicine and I would love to talk about answer and what inspired you to launch yet another company (laughs) and also the messaging behind it, because I think that health can be seen as something that's for people with privilege or money. Mm -hmm. Supplements Mm -hmm. can be the same thing. And I remember you telling me like, this is for people for people, not just rich people. Yep.
1: Exactly. So I consider this branch of my career answer, this is like my baby. This is like my third baby. I've always wanted to have another baby, but I didn't know if I wanted to put my body through physically having another baby. But this is like my another baby uh, or my baby. I was inspired to launch answer because of my own personal wellness and I'll try to keep the story short but there are, there are three reasons on why I launched it one is because of my own personal journey with wellness I was you know I have something called endometriosis for those of you who don't know it's a highly inflammatory condition that can cause infertility it's a very painful condition to have and just after suffering For many of years, I um, was properly diagnosed by an incredible doctor who um, was a Harvard graduate. But after having two surgeries and being put on pain meds, she was like, look, if if, if you don't want to have a third surgery, and if you want to potentially have children, I'm just going to be real with you. And I'm so happy she did. She put the responsibility back in my hand. And she said, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. And that's exactly what I did. I started to focus on healthier alternatives when it came to food, meaning staying away from processed foods, staying away from um, sugar, dairy. And then I started to meditate. I started to exercise. I started to take supplements. And I'm going to be really honest with you, Rebecca. I used to think supplements, and I know I'm not the only one. I used to think supplements were only for old people. (laughs) like older people, like, why do I need to take supplements? You know, but that is so that's, that's a myth that is so false. It's, it's about, you know, prevention. I saw this huge shift in my wellness and I didn't want to keep that to myself. I I wanted to encourage people to take charge of their health and wellness. When I was on my journey, I did not see women of color, or just women of diversity being included in the conversation of wellness, and I was like, "Yo, like this is a problem. Like we need to fix this." And so that's another reason why I, you know, started to answer. I wanted to um, include everyone and to be a part of this conversation. I wanted, you know, like you said, health and wellness shouldn't be a privilege. It's I didn't want exclusivity. I wanted I wanted it to be inclusive. I wanted it. People to, you know, uh, everyone to see that this is tangible, that this is deserving for everyone. And so we came out with an incredible supplement that, you know, has incredible ingredients. We're not sacrificing the quality of the product, um, but we are making this product available to everyone, which it should be. The third reason was I feel like women in general, and I, I saw this with myself and especially with my mother, that we're nurturers instinctually, meaning it's just something that we do naturally. And we tend to forget about ourselves. We tend to always fill everyone else's cup up and not our own. So we have a hashtag that's self-care isn't selfish and you are the answer, meaning you are the one that's in charge of your health and your wellness. But self-care isn't selfish, meaning It's okay to take care of you. It's not selfish for you to say, you know what, honey, can you take care of the kids for a minute? Or you know what, honey, I'm going to take a nap or I need to take a bath or I need to fill my cup, take my supplements, exercise, think about my wellness and my well-being so that I can be of service to others. Instead of the other way around, saying I'm of service to others and then I'm forgetting about myself.
0: Have you felt like the pandemic has helped the business,
1: hurt it, or it stayed the same? I will definitely say it has helped the business for two reasons. Yeah. Number one, because everybody's mind right now is on wellness. You know, we have this crazy virus, COVID 19, that has been lingering, hanging out. And, you know, there are studies about vitamin D, um, making sure that your vitamin D is up, you know, and COVID-19, your immunity, making sure that your immunity is up and COVID-19. So many people are starting to pay more attention to their wellness and their immunity. And so they are turning to supplements. Also, we sell online and we also sell at Amazon, And so Amazon is extremely booming right now. And so to have our products available um, on amazon.com has been extremely, extremely successful and beneficial for us.
0: I just want to underline what you said about vitamin D, because it's totally ironic to me, and I'm just going to go on a little rant here for a second, that... No one in the, in the mainstream or doctors in the mainstream are talking about wearing masks and pouring Mm -hmm. copious amounts of alcohol on your hands. Mm -hmm. But no one is saying, you know, it's very rare for someone to say, take your vitamin D, take your vitamin A, make sure you have C. It's almost like you're a quack if you think that. Mm -hmm. And I just Mm -hmm. think it's so great that you said that because, you know, if I didn't have, you know, my father's in the health business and he Mm -hmm. has supplements if I didn't have him telling me why and explaining it to me, I'm like, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. I'm like, okay, good. This is one thing I can do to further protect myself as, um, as an offensive rather than defensive.
1: You know, that's so true. And that is one of the main reasons why with answer, it was important for me to create a blog. So we now have a blog where again, it's about community. Like what I had mentioned earlier in this interview answer is it's, It's, of course, having accessibility. What was important to me was about bringing awareness. Many people do not know about the benefits of, like you mentioned, vitamin D, zinc. We're not aware of that. So at Answer, we've created this blog where I bring on many amazing women from herbalists to chiropractors um, to dermatologists. Everything, you know, encompassing the wellness community and we're putting it on this blog, educating people about the importance of supplements, the importance of self-care, the importance of feeling well. There was, like you said, when this pandemic first, first hit, there was this photo. It was a meme or something like that that was floating around Instagram and I had seen it. And it showed how all of the toilet paper was completely gone, but the supplement shelf was completely filled and packed. (laughs) That says a lot. (laughs) You know what I mean? It says a lot. And so it's my job and I'm enjoying every moment of it and inspiring people. It's all about inspiring people to educate them about, you know, health and wellness.
0: Totally. Okay. So. I know you have an empire to go run, but I want to end with two (laughs) questions I ask all my guests. Okay. What is one thing we'd be surprised to know about you?
1: Ooh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, which one do I share? (laughs) One thing uh, that people would be surprised about me, I used to want to be a private investigator. So when I was in high school, yeah, I used to read all of these, like in high school, I used to read all of these like crime mystery books, right? And I'm constantly, my husband thinks I'm freaking crazy. I'm constantly, you know, watching all of those like crime documentaries, understanding like a serial killer and stuff like that. I I did study psychology um, in college. So I'm very fascinated with why the mind works and why we behave the way we do. But I'm very fascinated in that particular kind of category, you know, like crime. I think people wouldn't think that about me, you know, <laughs> like Tia sits down and she like watches this kind of stuff. And our next life will open a, a PI
0: shop together. Because- yes, girl. <laughs> I have this knack within my company. I'm like, oh, she's interviewing. Oh, she's she's not working. Like I always catch the girl who's about to quit. Yep. I know the look, I know the fact. I know how they hide yeah. the resume. I Know yep. when they exit the things that I walk by, and I'm always mm-hmm. like, My brother's like, You're like a spy. I'm like, I'm not, yep. I'm just I'm aware, and I know when someone yes. is doing the things that they do, so we can, uh, we can, yep. we can fight time together. Too. <laughs>
1: okay, I am, that's so me, that is so me, but yeah, and then I mean, people may know this about me, but I love all things love, you know, I'm I love everything about love. Like I'm obsessed with this show, Bridgerton right now, like everybody else is. But the reason why I'm obsessed with the show is because it tracks and follows the whole journey of love, meaning the attraction, um, the passion, and then the challenges. Like I'm obsessed with love and I'm obsessed with all things love. Like I'm a sap when it comes to romance and, and just love and all that kind of stuff.
0: I love, love. <laughs> yep. We love love. Well, last question, a piece of advice you want to relay that either you learned the hard way or someone gave to you that you were like, aha, this
1: is, this mm. is helpful. You know, we talked about passion a lot. And I think that I, what I would want to put a spotlight on is be forgiving of yourself in finding that passion, meaning you don't have to find that passion right away it takes time to navigate through life. It takes time to figure out what you like, what you don't like. So don't feel the need to, you know, feel like you have to have it all together, like right away. You have to live life. You have to go through life's challenges, its ups and downs to understand and realize what really is your purpose on this earth and what you're passionate about. So I would say that to just take your time, be forgiving, you know, and, and take your time in learning about yourself. I love it. You're the best. Thank you. Rebecca. Thank you. Oh, and thank you so much for your, um, your sweaters. You know, I absolutely love them and the vote one. Oh my God. That got so much, so much, so much great attention during an incredible time. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for supporting. No problem. You know how much I love supporting women um, because we run the world. (laughs) You're the best. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget to head over to RebeccaMinkoff.com. Show your love and support for the brand. Buy something for yourself. Buy something for another. And also don't forget to try my new fragrance. Again, it is available at all Nordstrom, Macy's, Scentbirds, and Birch Boxes, as well as our site.